0: Welcome to Hubbard Helps, a program that spotlights the people and organizations making a difference in Chicago. Now, here's your host, Kara Hernandez.
1: Good morning, thanks for joining us. Starting July 9th through September 5th, the Bristol Renaissance Fair will be transporting visitors every weekend to 1574. The fair boasts a beautiful 30-acre site with open-air stages featuring sword fighters, minstrels, and jesters. Guests will enjoy 16th century games, rides, arts, crafts, food, music, and one-of-a-kind encounters with a spectacular cast of characters. With us this morning to talk more about the Bristol Renaissance Fair and the impact it has on actors and performers is Douglas Mumaw, a professional variety artist. Douglas, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank
0: you, Kara. It's great to be here. Thank you.
1: You've been a performer at the fair for over 30 years and are a part of the Swordsman Act for this year's Bristol Renaissance Fair. What led you to the position you're in today and what sparked your passion for acting and performing? Well,
0: as you say, I've been doing the Swordsman show for, this is our 32nd season. My partner and I met in 1988, and when we met, we had both already had an acting career going. Uh, I began at the age of 18 to study Stage combat. And I became passionate about learning how to sword fight, you know, the different kinds of swords, the different methods, the different styles. And I began to spend a lot of free time with swords in my hand. And uh, my big break came, I moved to Seattle in 1985 to begin my acting career. I had met a gentleman named David Boucher, who is a member of the Stuntmen's Hall of Fame. Uh, He's a fight master with the Society of American Fight Directors. I said, sir, if you need any help, I'm here. Point me in the direction and I'll go there. And he said, it's funny. I was thinking of you. There's an audition at the Seattle Children's Theater, the production of Robin Hood. I'm doing the fights. If you get cast, I'll make sure that you're the fight captain. The fight captain makes sure that the fights stay safe that everybody rehearses them once before the show starts in the morning and that the weapons are in good shape. And they hired me, this woman named Linda Hartzell, who became one of the most famous uh, Seattle uh, directors. And uh, other fight directors from the country began to call and go, hey, do you want to come to Pennsylvania? One guy called me, David Leong, who is the Broadway choreographer in in our Society of American fight Directors, said he had a job at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. And I've never heard of such a thing. I would show up be immersed in eight weeks of history lessons, lessons in dialect, lessons in street performing and improv, and I would be responsible with two other fellows for teaching the cast of 32 professional actors how to safely sword fight. And I took it, and so for two seasons, I worked at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair and got a taste of this interactive, immersive performance technique where audiences come into an event and we draw them in to our world and leave their world at the door. And so I did that for two years, kept going back to Seattle and working in the meanwhile, decided I was going to move to Chicago. And the reason I wanted to move to Chicago was it seems like a bigger city for theater. Turns out that my college, James Madison University, had like 10 or 15 people from my theater school in Chicago. And about five of them worked at the same pub and i called these guys and they said come on down we actually need somebody here and i went down to a place called sheffield and i got a gig and it was like they started me as a as a bartender they said we want you for the next sunday of the month to come down and open the little pub in the back again at eight thirty in the morning for a group of poets to have a gathering and the poets were okay cool guys one guy ran it he was a really nice guy named mark smith Mark Smith said, Doug, what, what do you really do? This can't be your full-time thing. And I said, well, I'm a sword-fighting actor. And he's like, what's that? And I gave him a basic overview. And he said, he looked at me and he was like, Doug, could you do poetry with sword fighting? And I said, of course we can. And he's like, would you like to do a sword-fighting uh, poetry thing at my gathering? It's in Uptown. I didn't know where that was. And it's at the um, Green Mill Lounge. So we got into this space, this taped space in, the, in our rehearsal location and grabbed wiffle ball bass and started to spar to see what you could do in a teeny space that size with swords. And we just started having at each other, trying to figure out combinations that made sense in this place. And we came up with some choreography that seemed fun and we began to create characters and we began to create a show. What we were going to do with poetry and why it was going to be there. We created our first episode of The Swordsman and in the middle of winter we went in to the poetry gathering, and it was the very first year of Mark Smith's Poetry Slam. And he hired us in, and people loved us. We sword fought on a postage stamp in front of them, and they couldn't believe what they saw. we lampooned poetry by creating really ridiculous Renaissance-styled poetry, Shakespearean couplets and stuff, and it was just, we were doing bad poetry. And it gave everybody a chance to relax because we weren't competing with them. We were clearly just spoofing.
1: Yeah, you are just like entertaining them at that point.
0: Yes, entertaining poets. And when we look back at it, we realize it was really pretty good. We were actually pretty sharp and that the characters made sense for us. And there's a reason why David and I have stayed together for 32 years is that it's like, oh, there's chemistry there. And the fighting we're very proud of because it was um, there's just nowhere to fight. You can't fight there. And yet we did. And we didn't hurt ourselves or anybody else. I told David, I was like, man, I'm going to call my producer at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair and see if we can get booked there, man, because we should be able to. So we did. They booked us for a month uh, in late August. We went there and spent a month living in a uh, pre-Civil War barn and wrote our material, living in this barn by lamplight, and created a series of shows that we've rehearsed in front of public uh, for four weekends. We sent out videotape, and we began to get picked up by Renaissance Fairs all over the country. And, of course, one of the first ones we sent to was Bristol. And we started in Bristol in 1990. And now I'm uh, hard to believe I'm 60 years old, and I'm getting ready to start my 32nd year at the uh, Bristol Renaissance Fair. This is a, uh, a home, and it's not many actors in this lifetime who know their audience like we do, I have people who came to see David and I when they were dating, now they have grandchildren and they're bringing them to see us. It's an honor and it keeps us on our toes, Kara, We don't take this stuff for granted. It's uh, important that people who are coming back to see us laugh as if it were the first time they saw us. And it's important that the people who are there for the first time recognize they're seeing something that is special. And not just put up yesterday, this is a show that has been honed over decades. It's ridiculous how long I've been doing this, and it's a blessing. And when you come to the Bristol Renaissance Festival, you're seeing where vaudeville in America ended up.
1: This is Hubbard Helps on Hubbard Radio Chicago. I'm Kara Hernandez. Today, we're joined by Douglas Mumaw, a professional variety artist and Dirk Perfect of the Swordsman at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. What types of jobs and opportunities are there for people who want to be a part of the Bristol Renaissance Fair?
0: Many of the people you will meet here at our festival site, especially in the streets, in costume, are local actors and actresses who are here to learn more about the Renaissance. They want to participate. They want to learn how to interact with people. On the stages, you will meet professional variety artists. And we, like myself, man, for the last 30 years, I've traveled all over the country doing my show. So yeah, it's a seasonal gig, but you can follow the sun if you're booking well as a variety artist. Many of the people in the variety, professional variety, work throughout the year. And this is also true for crafters. There are some crafters who are from Kenosha or uh, from, say, uh, I know a guy from Oshkosh. He's right next door to us. And there's a gentleman right next to us from uh, northern indiana my wife uh, her business we're from western ohio and so there are many of the crafters you need out here are also from all over the country and if you have a quality product and a great rep you can get into a lot of these different festivals same with the variety arts if you are a, a reputable act and you have some great uh, credentials Then, you know, it's basically it's a small world of the Renaissance Fair, even though it's expanded a lot in 30 years. People know who you are throughout the country. It's it's very kind of a cool, fun, even though it's a pretty huge industry these days. We are all pretty much aware of who we all are.
1: How does the Renaissance Fair better people as an actor or performer?
0: To become an A-list variety arts act on the Renaissance Fair circuit, is not easy. And one of the things you have to have is a very what we would call what I, I do a lot of directing of young acts and one of the things I stress with them is cleanliness. By cleanliness, Kara, I mean when you hear someone speak at a say a conference or anything and you hear this. Um good morning everyone. Um we're we uh we're glad you're all here. And um We're going to get started here in a few minutes, and until that time, uh, uh, when you hear the words um and ah happening over and over, you know that person doesn't have a script that they're following. You know that they're working for words. They're searching for words. A Renaissance Fair act must, in the first three or four lines, let you know what you're going to see. Clearly, you've got to have a laugh coming up in the first couple of moments you're on stage, and so, what I stress is cleanliness. So, people who are working to be a, an A list variety arts act need to be sharp, clean. The physical skill that they demonstrate must be beautiful. And one of the joys of Renaissance Fair performing is if you can get hired, you get many, many shows. You got to be fit and ready to work. Boy, this is not an easy job. You're doing it's 95 degrees here and humid a lot, and I'm wearing velvet tights and sword fighting. I'm doing, I'm doing aerobics. <laughs> I'm doing aerobics in a doublet with a shirt and, and velvet tights and leather boots and leather gloves. It's like a, aerobics on a hot stage. The young people figure that out quickly. You learn to take care of yourself, keep fit, drink water, be smart. There's so much that goes into it.
1: What's your favorite part of being a performer at the Bristol Renaissance Fair?
0: This probably wasn't my favorite part when I started, uh, but now, these many, many years into performing as, as I do, I know my character now. His name is Dirk Perfect, and he's one of the greatest swordsmen that ever lived, and he is a bold and stupid man, and within that very simple construct, I can have conversations that are in real time, and I don't have to leave characters. I'm right in there. I know they can say things to me, and I, my character will respond. It is an alternate reality that I can slip into, a fictional world that I and David have created for our characters. We have backstories. We know where we came from. We have all these creative ideas that we have put together for ourselves. We have backstories so people can talk to me and Dirk can talk to them. And he has all of these experiences that happen in the course of a day that he thinks are amazing that he wants to share with people. It doesn't even happen on the stage. It happens when I'm in the street meeting the patrons who are there. They may never even see my show. Because I'm meeting them over by the mushroom booth or something. And we're just talking. And I have an interaction with them that makes sense, has a wonderful moment, and I'm gone. And I get to touch people's lives with laughter and then just keep moving along.
1: What can listeners look forward to if they visit the Bristol Renaissance Fair?
0: The Bristol Renaissance Festival has four theme weekends planned for this summer. And those of you who have been out here who are listening, who have been out here for a theme weekend, know that these are amazing. They are amazing. Uh, On July 16 and 17, it's Rencon. Uh, It's a celebration of cosplay and all its forms. And, you know, whether you draw inspiration from sci-fi, anime, comics, television, fairy tales, anywhere, we invite you to mingle uh, with all of us in our little village and Dirk per- perfect. My character has interviewed Darth Vader in the past. You know, I'm a good guy and a G rated character. So my character is always interested in the evil villains and tries to be evil. And he can't, he's a good guy. He's a G rated fictional character. It's what he is. Um, but Rencon weekend, you will see some of the most amazing costumes in Oh, it's it's astounding fun. And there is a big costume competition, and uh, you've got to see that. Um, July 23rd and 24th is the marketplace weekend. You get two free tickets for every $250 you spend at a crafting shop. The people who you buy from will give you receipts, and you'll be able to turn those receipts in for free tickets. Uh, It doesn't count for games and food. What else is the important thing for you to know about our next weekend is that it's August 6th and 7th, and it is one of the favorite weekends of the summer. It's Pirates Weekend. Uh, Shiver me timbers, folks. You're going to see, bring your pirating gear, come out and have fun with us. There's going to be another costume contest. There will be pirates everywhere. And one of the fastest growing theme weekends we throw at the Bristol Renaissance Fair is August 13 and 14, Steampunk Weekend. Wow, is all I can say. The costumes that come into this festival are just mind-blowing. You will be blown away by what you see on Steampunk Punk Weekend. And many of the crafters and many of us, Join the party, and you'll see uh, a lot of changes to people's uh, costumes on Steampunk Weekend. And, of course, there's a beautiful, uh, great, great costume contest, and it's worth going because the things you'll see will blow you away. Um, We just look forward to everyone coming out any weekend you can. Uh, But these theme weekends I just mentioned really are amazing, and there's a whole slew of information on those weekends at the website, RenFair.com. I look forward to, to meeting you all uh, as Dirk Perfect, part of the Swordsman, and look for Dirk and Guido the Swordsmen on the action stage three times a day there, and one day, one show a day at the Midsummer stage, the Swordsmen at 5.30 do their children's show, which is madness. It is one of our most fun shows of the day, and we look forward to seeing you guys at the Renaissance Fair, the Bristol Renaissance. Fair. voted the best Renaissance Fair in the country for 10 years running.
1: Thank you so much, Douglas, for talking to us this morning.
0: Kara, it's what a pleasure. Uh, I, It's a pleasure. And uh, it's, this is a subject that I clearly can talk about for a long time.
1: Our guest this morning has been Douglas Muma professional variety artist at the Bristol Renaissance Fair. For more information on how to get tickets and to see all the fair has to offer, visit Renfair.com. That's R-E-N-F-A-I-R.com. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Kara Hernandez. Hubbard Helps is powered by Hubbard Radio, making a difference in Chicago.